Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome, everybody, to Clergy Conversations. It is so good to see you and join with you this week, and we're grateful um, to be a part of this weekly moment, and I'm grateful for all of you watching and listening. I'm Corey, and... I'm Charles. And I'm Kelly. We're glad y'all are here. Yeah. And uh, today is the seventh Sunday of Easter. We've been through the great 50 days, y'all, yeah. and we're going to read the epistle reading for this week. It comes from Ephesians chapter 1. What is it? Ephesians 1, 3? 15. 15 through 23. 15 through 23. Mm -hmm. um, can I read it? And yeah, please. Y'all have been really smart in studying this week. So, all right, here we go. Paul is... The Apostle Paul is writing, I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So Kelly, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. It is. We, I originally read this out of the English Standard Bible and um, it doesn't break it up the way the NRSV or the CEB does. It's just one five verse long sentence. It mm. is impressive, lots of phrases. Mm -hmm. um, so like you said, we're in the very last Sunday of Easter and we could have gone with the gospel reading, which is when Jesus blesses them and ascends. Mm -hmm. But we thought that this passage uh, from the beautiful words of Paul really captures what the end of the Easter season means so well. It's a blessing for the church and almost a commissioning in a way. Uh, a reminder to give thanks for one another because of who God is and all that God has done, not just in Easter, uh, but every day of the year. And just beautiful words. It's more like a poem yeah. than anything mm -hmm. else. It's a good way to say it because yeah. it's so much. So it really, you would need to slow down yes. and mm -hmm. take in these yes. important phrases. All right. What about you, Carl? What is, in reading this? Um, I think it's interesting, and N.T. Wright brought this out, that it talks a lot about power in here. And uh, it's interesting that uh, Ephesus, um, the people to whom this letter was sent, that that region was kind of known as a, a place of power, of mm -hmm. political power, uh, of religious power, that there were all kinds of different things that were worshipped and, um, and thought to have power there. Uh, and, and Paul is just really saying, over all those things mm -hmm. is, is Christ. Yeah. And God who raised him from the dead. That's great. 
I thought as I was reading it, like you were saying, Corey, one of the most helpful ways to read this passage is simply phrase by phrase. So Mm -hmm. do y'all want to do that together? I love where it starts in verse 18, where Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, I'm reading from this yeah. CEB, mm-hmm. will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call. Charles, what do you think the hope of God's huh. call is? I really think the the call, and we talked about this a little bit last week, the hope um, of whether well, the call is really hope itself. Yeah. Right? Um, that it really is that God is at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we put our, our trust in God. Um, and it talks about a spirit of wisdom and, and revelation. Mm-hmm. And as we maybe pick ahead just a little bit to next week to, to Pentecost, so celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit, um, just those two things, I think, uh, are associated with the Holy Spirit so much of wisdom and revelation are really knowledge of God, mm-hmm. right? God revealing himself in that. Uh, and just as you said, the, the eyes to experience those things, yeah. to see those things. Um, and it takes the light, as it says, to do that. Yeah. And I think those two verses really kind of go hand in hand, 16 and 17, that um, part of learning what it looks like to have a heart that is enlightened and uh, a heart that is committed to the hope of God does require wisdom and revelation or enlightenment, which we know comes only from the spirit, mm-hmm. um, which I just love that. Uh, I love that he goes on to say that this power is conferred by the energy of God's powerful strength. And all of this is because of what Jesus has done. And that is love. Who what? knew that love had such power behind it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes on to talk about the, the body of Christ and, um, and Jesus being the, the head of that. Uh, and of course, it makes me think of First Corinthians chapter twelve, um, mm-hmm. when there's just this beautiful description uh, of the body of Christ. Of we can't all be hands and feet or ears or eyes, but mm-hmm. that the body of Christ works together. But the central theme of that is is Jesus being the the mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Um, and this is yeah, this is maybe a little bit gross, but um, as I shared, my nephew uh, Shepherd graduated. Uh, this past week, and um, and one of the pictures that I posted on Facebook, he was about seven or eight years old, and uh-huh. it was a time of uh, there's a, a flood down there near their home outside of Panama City, uh, and he had shot two water moccasins that were going around the the house there, and hold them, and they were bigger than he was. He oh, held wow. them up, um, but uh, but the reminder is that uh, that the quickest way uh, to to lose life. Or, for a snake, for a fish, if you're fishing or anything, is to separate the head from the, the body there. Mm-hmm. and or, or if you're in a zombie apocalypse, I think it's <laughs> in Apparently. Yeah. I Charles, <laughs> I never have, have have brought in zombie apocalypse and, and snake killing well, in the in the, 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 the midst. But I tell you, that's what the joy of a clergy conversation is. It, we, it all, every, it all and, and if I'm ever around anything that's dangerous, I want your nephew Shepard with me because Shepard has been around Bear. And, I mean, he's just, he's amazing. He and, he's, and, he's, yeah. and he's just 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Um but it's just a reminder, and the reminder for us as the, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. that if we're separated from the head, if we're separated from, from Jesus, then there's there's not much life there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with things going on in our life, with mm-hmm. details, uh, as we talked about, 
uh, with things that, that bring about division and anger and, yeah. uh, and all these different emotions. Um, but the, um, truly, uh, the way to, to life is to stay connected to, yeah. to Jesus, stay connected to the, the head. That's a great thing to think. I think about how, I don't know how your translations read, but that verse 20 and 21 where it's God's idea, God put this power to work in yeah. Christ. Yeah. And God raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand far above. And he needed to list all these things. All rule, all authority, mm -hmm. all power, all dominion, and above every name that's named not only in this age back then, but also in the age to come, which mm -hmm. is now. Mm -hmm. And forevermore. Yeah. Um, any what? How does your translation read? Is there? Is it pretty similar? Do you find any other nuances to this? It is. Um, yeah, mine is pretty similar, but it, it but it's over again. All the the powers. Yeah. That we can see, think, mm -hmm. experience that that there mm -hmm. seats. Uh, sets Jesus uh, above those things and placed there by by God. Yeah. And again, the Holy Spirit reveals uh, God Himself to us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that the, the main idea in this passage is that all of this is possible because of who God is. And we know who God is because we know Jesus. We mm. have experienced mm -hmm. the risen Lord, um, especially during this season of Easter. But I l really love that... Um, the pivot when it comes time to talk about, well, what does that mean for us? Is that it's all rooted in gratitude. The very first mm -hmm. thing that Paul does is give thanks for yeah. his brothers and sisters, people he might have never have met, people, uh, this was a, a shared letter. Mm -hmm. It might have gone to more than just the church at Ephesus. And still, he's sending this letter of gratitude even to churches who are misbehaving with uh cranky people with lots of issues that they're working out, still he give thanks. Yeah. And I think that that's really such a beautiful reminder that we continue to be thankful for one another, not because of um, what we have done and certainly not because of what we have left undone. We give thanks for one another because like he says in verse 23, we all belong to the same body and that body belongs to Jesus. And I yeah. just love that. I think that and this is probably naive or oversimplistic. I think that gratitude really does change the way you experience and take on the whole world. And I Amen. think that the church is the only place in the world that the benefit of the doubt is our baseline. That's where we start. The benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt. There is no such thing as, or I mean, there's always chance for one more second chance. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's grace. Yeah. I mean, there you the, go. And, and, <laughs> I mean, it is. And, and I love what, the, what you're saying and that, that idea that it is, this is God who is at work. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. you're giving thanks, it's so humbling because we know it's bigger than any of us. Mm -hmm. And God's the one that truly holds us all together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just this morning in staff meeting, you're saying thank you, God, for the phone calls and text messages that we will receive because we trust that even in those moments, mm -hmm. that is God at work. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, that that gratitude really has the power to turn around all of the ugly, um, hurtful, awful things that happen yeah. not just in the church but in the world and has the power mm -hmm. to really focus our eyes towards where God is at work in the midst of a broken and hurting world. Mm -hmm. And I need that. Oof. Amen. And uh, y'all, this week, I know we started, if, if any of you pay attention to us on social media, 
You may know that Audrey Lowry, our communications director, um, has helped us start something called just celebrating God's glory. And glory is kind of the power of God, the very presence of God, where we have sensed or found the very presence of God in our own life. And there's something about paying attention to that. It's like Moses in the burning bush. It's like Mm -hmm. when you notice it and see it. And Paul leads with that. I give thanks. I've heard about your faith. I'm not going to stop giving thanks for you because I know that God's at work where you are. Mm-hmm. And there's something good that's kind of oozing up out of this passage for mm-hmm. all of yeah. us. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the the key to that, the key to the gratitude um, is to keep our, our focus on um, on God, on the, mm-hmm. the head um, in, in so many different ways. And I, I love, many people have said it um perhaps slightly different ways, but the idea of even in, in worship, uh, that sometimes we feel like that we're the the audience or we're the recipients, mm-hmm. um, but but truly we are the participants, and it's God who uh, is the one uh, whom we are, are worshiping, mm-hmm. that uh, that God is the one uh, who is the audience, per se, for, for that. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we get that twisted around, whether it's in worship, whether it's in day to day, your job. Life. I mean, yeah. Who who are we? Who are we performing for? Mm-hmm. You know, ourselves, somebody else, or is as God the audience? Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe performing is not the right word. Living for. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think it is a beautiful thing to think about and talk about gratitude. I am grateful for you all. And we are grateful for y'all, and we hope that you've had a beautiful, wonderful Easter season, and we're excited for all that lies ahead of us in Pentecost and uh, when we celebrate really kind of the birthday of the church. Next Sunday. Next Mm -hmm. Sunday. And I pray that everybody celebrates Memorial Day. We give thanks for all those who... um, Memorial Day is a special day when you remember those who really... Um, given of their lives, you know, yeah. for, for, for a country. Yeah. Or, and and um, so we're, we're grateful for all of you and your families, and we care about you. Charles, can you, any last words or prayer for yeah, us? I'd be glad to pray. Okay. Well, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word and just these reminders uh, of your power, of who you are, uh, of who you call us to be as the body of, of Christ. And uh, in so many ways, that is the, the greatest compliment we could receive, uh, that we are a part of what God, the Creator, um, the Son of the Holy Spirit, is, is doing here on earth. And we uh, do thank you for this Memorial Day weekend. We are reminded of those who have given the ultimate prize for our country, for our freedoms, and um, for those around the world. And we ask um, or that we can just truly draw closer to you and that we can love one another better and deeper. In your name we pray. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.